Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. We are here to talk with Miss Sharonda Anderson. She is from the DMV, y'all. That's my hometown. She has an undergraduate degree in pre-law and a graduate degree in negotiation and conflict management from the University of Baltimore. For over a decade, Sharonda has been providing writing services to businesses, organizations, and government entities. She is also a conflict manager, management practitioner. So it's fitting that she would have a book entitled you were made to thrive a story of courage forgiveness and transformation that inspires us to live beyond our trauma i'm so excited to have sharonda sponsor this episode so global girls let's go global and chit chat with miss sharonda anderson please 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 tell the people sharonda who you are and what we'll be talking about today girl we want to hear all about this book Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to join you all to talk about this book. Um, so as far as who I am, you really summed it up quite perfectly as far as who I am. I just want, also want to add to that, um, that I am a faith and purpose driven woman. Um, my focus is to live a life that's fully dedicated to um, the calling that God placed on my life. Um And also with that being said, (laughs) that leads me into my book. And I know you guys are probably wondering, well, what does your purpose have to do with the book and how does that intersect? Um, So as you stated, for years, I've been providing writing services for folks other than myself. And this is something that people always sought after. They're like, okay, you know, Sharonda's a really good writer and, you know, I've, I've been hired and you know, consulted with and all of that type of jazz. And about a couple of years ago, well, not a couple of years ago, in my mid twenties, I came up about some things that I was experienced, that I experienced in my childhood. Um, Because at that point in my life, I was going from relationship to relationship. And I was wondering, you know, I'm the common denominator, what's going on, why things aren't working out for me. So then it caused me to reflect on things that I went through in my childhood, uh, most specifically, um, to make a long story short, uh, the church that I was going to from about nine to 16, 17-ish, my mother was involved with the pastor, he was a married pastor, and I was forced to participate um, in their sexual relations. So I was molested. I was raped. Um, and I was forced to keep it a secret. So by me going through all of that, I lived with these secrets for years, 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 fast forward, you know, to my adult life. And I didn't realize it until my mid to late twenties, that some of the decisions I was making in every area of my life contributed to the fact that I didn't seek healing. Um, Mm. you know, and so at that point in my life, I'm reflecting, I'm like, okay, what is going on? What is, you know, what's, what's going on? And it led back to what I went through. I never sought healing. 
and I came out about it and told my my father at the time I was in grad school and I was living with him and um he never knew about it none of my family members friends no one knew about it um and he was so emotional about it he was like oh my gosh you know I can't believe you you went through this why you never I mean he was upset he was pacing back and forth across the room and I'm his only child. So you can imagine a father feeling like he wasn't there to protect his child. You know, he told me, he was like, you know, put your clothes on, we going to the police. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I didn't realize this. I, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. I just thought that, you know, maybe if I told someone what had happened, that I would get the support that I needed to seek spiritual counseling and to begin healing. So I didn't know that it was going to lead to that and lead, you know, to the news stories and being tried by the state's attorney's office and all of that. But while I was going through my um, healing and spiritual counseling at my current church, um, I was told to just start writing everything down, just start journaling. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this feels so good. I'm getting all of these emotions out that I never really dealt with. I'm writing it down, just started you know, jotting down how I felt about my mom and the whole situation and how it impacted my life. And immediately it's like God dropped it in my spirit. You need to write about what you've been through because you're not the only one. Wow. Um, it didn't happen that easily though. <laughs> I actually fought God because one thing about me, I'm a very private person. And, you know, I'm not all about like airing my business on social media. And I'm very, very private. I don't know why I just always been a private person. So God telling me to basically air out all of my dirty laundry for the world to, to read. And I'm like, God, no, this, this is not what's going to happen. <laughs> so as time progressed, he really started depositing things in my spirit to make me realize what you went through is not for you. There Amen. are other people <laughs> yeah, who went through traumatic experiences and they need a voice. They need uh, someone with a familiar or similar experience to let them know, look, what you went through, I went through it too. I was able to heal, survive, forgive my mother and still maintain a relationship with her afterwards. But to let people know that life goes on, you can live beyond that. You know, your experiences don't define you It's what you do with them and how you give back, you know, after you've done your healing and all the necessary work. Wow. So before we um, go further, let me just kind of circle back um, You this book. Tell me, you know, I, I hear your backstory and says thank you for your courage to stand up and be authentic and, and, and tell your story for the world and to help more so to help others. Mm -hmm. But when did you first start writing um, this book? You know, can you give us a little bit more about the timeline? Sure. So the book was released April of this year, 2022. Believe it or not, I was writing this book for at least about five or six years. Okay. Um, and the reason why it took so long, because I was really fighting myself or rather fighting God on moving forward with it. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like in spite of you know, what my mother put me through, I was still overprotective of her. I didn't want the world to judge her and, and criticize her, you know, for her part and everything. So I was so hesitant on, you know, moving forward with writing it. Um, so it, it took quite a while. So tell me, uh, where do you, where did you get the faith? You said, you said you 
we're fighting with God about mm-hmm. why, if you wanted to release um, all of these hidden secrets, if you will, or things that you had not shared with the world. And that's, you can attest to getting that answer from the Lord to share things that you wouldn't ordinarily share with just the general population, but of people, the general public. So what gave you the faith to say, okay, I'm going to be obedient? Because it's like God kept sending me messages. I would be listening to like an inspirational message or I would be in church or just listen to like an inspirational song. And one song in particular by William McDowell, Give Us Your Heart. It's one of my favorite songs. In this song, he is ministering and he he made a statement about, you know, I don't want to go to heaven with my life on full you know, full of businesses, full of ideas that I could have utilized to impact the world. And listening to that song, it's like God really convicted my spirit. Like Mm. I placed so much in you for you to just harbor it. Like you have to release it. And it it got to the point where I lied to you not. As I was typing my book, I was crying because I didn't want to do it. But it's like, I, I felt God pushing me. And it's like, I can't be disobedient. Because at the same time, if this is my purpose, I have to live according to the calling that's on my life. Amen. So it's like after hearing that song over and over and over again, and God convicted me, it's like I, I gave in. You know, God, if this is what you want, then, then so be it. Wow. Wow. So since releasing your book in, you said April of 2022, mm-hmm. right? So just recently, yeah. um, how have you seen people's response to your story so far oh my goodness (laughs) I'm laughing because over overall it's been amazing it just gave me confirmation that this was nobody but God as far as me moving in this direction everyone has been very supportive and just um you know thanking me for um you know telling my story and and doing it in a platform whereas you know, other people are now feeling comfortable telling me their stories and things they went through. And I had no idea. Um, but now it's giving them courage and a level of comfortability. And it's making them reflect on, you know what, I have some some things I never really dealt with. And I didn't think I needed to deal with it. But now after reading your book, you know, it's really causing me to think. So it's, I've obtained a ton of positive feedback. Um, initially, I laughed because some of the feedback is like, you know, some people were upset and I can't believe you've been through that. And, you know, just make me upset and, you know, just dealing with all the emotions. Um, yeah. And I'm like, well, this is new to you all, (laughs) you know, it's not new to me. I've done the healing. I've done the work, but I understand if you're introducing something of this magnitude is, it's going to provoke, you know, an emotional response to a certain extent. Yeah. I Um, found, um, you know, even in writing my book, I had that emotional response kind of because I think what happens is you kind of relive things mm-hmm. that you may have healed from or may not have, but it's just kind of the reliving. But I know that when I sent my book, my, my first manuscript, my first draft of the manuscript to some beta readers or some people who I felt trusted to give me that constructive feedback, uh, they also had an emotional response and they're like oh my goodness I can't believe you went through that but you but you know when people care about you when they love you or when they just um, Mm -hmm. resonate with your story in so many ways 
right they can it, they can be triggered or they can say oh my god I just can't believe someone I care about so deeply has gone through that so I definitely understand where people are coming from mm-hmm. when they say wow I can't believe you've been through all of that but in going through all of that what keeps you full of faith meaning what keeps you in a state of forgiveness what keeps you in the state of saying, you know, I've told my story. And so now I want to continue helping people through my story. Hmm. I would say, um, as, as far as continuing in faith, um, definitely my relationship with God and knowing who he has been in my life how he has forgiven me time and time and time and time again. And it's like, who am I not to forgive? You know what I mean? Like, I can't place myself on such a great pedestal. Like I'm almighty. I can't forgive when the almighty constantly forgives us. So sometimes, you know, I have to humble myself. Like, look, you're not perfect. You know, you, you have to forgive. You have to move on um, because one of the things I learned in, in one of my spiritual spiritual counseling sessions was, you know, when you forgive, that's when you can heal. When you forgive, you're, you're releasing the impact that that situation has had on you and it opens the door for you to heal. You're mm-hmm. releasing, um, you know, any type of emotional response, Um you know, and, and also like we forgive for ourselves too. It's not just about forgiving our offenders. Um, but you know, that forgiveness, it also impacts us. It benefits us as well. You know, it's like a release. Mm-hmm. Um, so as so far as my, yeah. So as far as my faith, that definitely keeps me going as far as my relationship with God, the standard that he's calling up a calling us to live according to um and that's also what keeps me going I just feel that because God is so great and so mighty in our lives I feel like for lack of a better word an obligation to return to him as much as I possibly can all that he's given and more like if I can live my life dedicated to just pleasing God and doing his work and at the end of the day he's satisfied with me and I you know, I'm, I'm making an impact, a difference to some extent. That's, that's, I mean, that's what life is about, right? <laughs> Sis, I, I agree. You know, <laughs> hey, Global Girls, I'm talking to Miss Sharonda Anderson, and we're talking about what it means to thrive. She says in her book titled, You Are Made to Thrive, a story of courage, forgiveness, and transformation that inspires us to live a beyond trauma. Tell me, tell me, tell me, Sharonda, what does it mean when you say, you were made to thrive. So I feel like when God created each of us, he created an innate ability, um, an ability that can't be um, completely hampered, uh, hindered or damp, dampened. I like dampened. He created a purpose in each and every one of us. Um to thrive, to make a difference, to be the answer to someone's problems or life issues or things that we're trying to discover in this world. Like we are an answer to something, for something, to someone. 
you know, we were made to thrive. We were made to be God's warriors here in this earth. You know, he, he set us up with all of the tools, the resources, the skills necessary, you know, that we need to thrive in life. I just think that sometimes, you know, with life challenges, um, it could sometimes, you know, challenge us <laughs> in the most uh, unique ways. But I feel like even through those challenges, he's still given us the primary tool that we need on this earth, which is his word. Mm-hmm. It's so much guidance in this. It's, it's, it's a life book, you know? It's like everything that we really need is, is in his word. Amen. I so agree um, with that. So when yeah. we talk about thriving and you said the tips, tools, and strategies and everything we need are in the book. Let's talk a little bit now about that know-how. We talk over here in the Girl Go Global podcast and community all about know-how, this idea that we have strategies. We we put our faith to action. We release in that faith and those works to live that abundant life that God created us to live. And so Sharonda, give us some strategies based upon your conflict management practitioner skills about how other women that have experienced those same things you've experienced, what tips, tools, and strategies do you have for them to kind of navigate the conflict in their lives, whether they're going through what you've already gone through or they're going through something else? Sure. So I would say the first and foremost, um, whenever you're dealing with conflict of any sort, you want to get down to the root of it. Um, Because once you address the root, you address all of the other consequences or impacts of it. Um, So once you get to the root, and of course, the root in my situation um, was the molestation, uh, being molested and being raped and not necessarily healing from that. So whatever conflict you guys are facing, get to the root of it. Um, What what was the situation that caused, you know, whatever conflicts you're facing? Who are the people involved? Once you ascertain that, and sometimes I know it can be hard to deal with because sometimes it involves family members, the people closest to us that we entrusted, you know, that we became vulnerable with. Um, But I feel like in order for us to get to that, you know, stage from survival to thriving, we have to deal with the root cause of the conflict and address that. Mm. Um, Whether it's seeking healing, spiritual counseling, uh, support groups, you know, seeking medical uh, attention, therapy, whatever your situation calls for, um, getting to the root cause of it and most definitely relying on God you know, um, seeking him for the strength, the guidance, um, you know, that he will bring certain people your way who can support you along your journey to seek the healing or whatever you need. So first and foremost, reflecting on um, the root cause of it, being honest with yourself with where you are at, having a level of self-awareness, because sometimes we can be in denial. I know for me, for my situation, I was in denial. I knew it happened, but I didn't want to face the fact that it happened. Mm, and so I think, yeah. And I think because I, I didn't face that so many years went by and I didn't see, I could have sought healing sooner, right. Rather than later. I mean, thank God I did at some point, but I think I'm um, having that level of self-awareness and being honest about where you are. If you're struggling, it is, it is absolutely fine. I think when we're at the point where we can be honest, that's when we really can take the necessary steps to address where we're at. 
It is that honesty that's going to say, I'm down, so I need X, Y, Z. You know, I'm going through this, so I need my support system. I need accountability partners. That's so good. Um, And I feel like once we have that, you know, going to the root cause, being honest about where you are, relying on your relationship with God, um, gathering a support system, you know, uh, accountability partners, you know, people who are going to be real with you um, and, and provide, and I talk about this in my book as well. I talk about like the steps that I went through to seek my healing. Um, you know, having that support system, it kind of can push you in the right direction as far as what you need to do. So for instance, uh, my father mentioned counseling and I was like, you know what? My church that I go to now, we offer spiritual counseling. So when I came out about it, you know, I met with who was then a bishop at the time and he was like, yes, yes, we, you know, we can do this. So I think having people in place um, who can provide you with that level of support, not just while you're seeking healing, um, but also even afterwards, because then you're in a transformative stage where you may be trying to make lifestyle adjustments like I was in my case, um, you know, to reflect a more healed version of you, you know, where you're not just going from, okay, I'm healing, I'm surviving, I'm, I'm just making it, but then what's next? No, we should be thriving. You know, mm-hmm. we should be making the necessary adjustments to be our best selves, because when we are our best, that's when we can deliver um, and, and have a greater impact, you know, to those in our circle. That's so good. So if someone says, hey, Sharonda, sis, I don't know what it means to thrive. How do I thrive? You talked about how to manage that conflict. You said deal with the root causes. You said that honesty, self-awareness with yourself. You also talked about relying and seeking God. And then you said, get your support system together. But after they do that and they're ready to start thriving, they're ready to walk in character, they're ready to walk in forgiveness, and they're ready to walk in transformation. Are you saying that, that courage and forgiveness and transformation helps you thrive. Can you give me a little bit of clarity mm-hmm. on how to thrive or what it means to thrive? Sure. So as far as thriving, and I can only like relate this, you know, of course, to my journey thus far. Um, I feel like when God transforms us, he's molding us. It's a molding um process you know he's changing us for the better um and I I also talk about this book I use in my book I use the analogy that you know when you when we look on television and we see like you know the military training commercials and it look like uh you know soldiers are going through like this intense training I look at life that way you know like when we're going through all of these challenges it's intense training you know God is molding us and shaping us and preparing us to be our best our best selves. So as far as like thriving and going through transformation, it is the testing. Mm. Um, it is, you know, saying, God, I'm going to be completely open and vulnerable to you. Whatever situation you want to place me in, I'm trusting that you're going to carry me through because I know at the end, res- the end result is going to work out for my good. And you want me to be my best self. That's the ultimate goal because the more I can contribute to the world. So when you talk about thriving, I look at it from the standpoint, um, you know, 
are you living a lifestyle that's beyond the standard? And what I mean by that is, are you taking care of yourself from a holistic approach in every area, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health? And the reason why that is so important, because I feel like in order for us to carry out the purpose that God placed in our lives, we have to be healthy, right? We have to be in a, a clear mental and emotional state for us to be who he's calling us to be. So when you're talking about thriving, I'm, I'm thinking about like from a holistic health approach and, um, you know, living your best life, addressing all of the issues from your past. You know, what are your challenges? Addressing those. Um, are you are you happy? You know, are you at peace? Um, because where we are, that's what we give to others. You know, so if we're in a place of hurt, we can only give what we have. Hmm. And so if you're thriving, if you're healthy, if you're whole, you know, if you're living a life where um, you have a, a great relationship with God, whatever that may consist of for you, um, and you at a place where you feel like, okay, God can use me. I feel like that's thriving. Hmm. You know, when you address everything from your past, you handle your challenges with the mindset that, um, I have God, so I'm good. Not to say that we're not going to go through the emotional part of life challenges. We're human at the same time, but it's our, like a perspective shift. Um, and also just, you know, being in that state where, you know, I'm not the victim. I'm not just surviving, but I'm living above and beyond because I have God and I know who, I know who he's calling me to be. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like when you reach, reach that place of thriving, it's not just about holistic health, but it's about at this point, I'm impacting other people. I For feel sure. like that's the ultimate. Like when you're thriving, you know, the people who are in my circle, they are healed because, you know, God is working through me, you know, through them, you know, their situations are changing because God working through me, through them. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when you're thriving, you're, you're impacting, you're seeing situations change, not just in your life, but in the lives of those around you. For me, that is thriving. When I can point to a situation and say, my sister went through X, Y, Z because God used me and we prayed, you know, we went down in prayer, you know, we, we, we were prayer partners, you know, we, um, we stayed up all night talking about the goodness of God and talking about the situation and just providing that support and that love that people need. So I feel like when you can point to a situation and know your role that God placed, you know, you in that situation to cause that change, I feel like that's thriving, you know, where you're making a difference and you can point to it and say, amen. God did that. Amen. Amen. That's so good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your publishing process. You've given us a lot of nuggets to think about when we think about what, what women were made to thrive, or women or men, by the way. And um, mm -hmm. you've also <laughs> talked about, you know, giving us some strategies to manage that conflict. But let's talk a little bit about your writing process with regard to the publishing process. Because I do know, sis, you've got a whole publishing company that you recently established. So I want to um, just get in briefly about do you want to share anything about you are you taking new clients on what's your process um what was your process will you be using that same process to kind of lead your clients through that 
the publishing, um, I guess it's the self-publishing process. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a self-publishing assistant? Um, how does that work? Yes. So um, right now we are not reviewing manuscripts. I'm I'm actually trying to ascertain from God as far as which direction he wants his company to go in. Um, but I have been researching um, as far as staff to hire and things of that nature to fully develop the company. So I'm, I'm currently looking into that, conducting research. Um, at the time, we are not taking manuscripts, but I'm hoping and praying that will change later on down the road. Um, as far as a publishing process, um, I will say this from two different perspectives. The first perspective from what I went through myself, it was a really tedious process because this was all new to me. And you know, if you're self-publishing for the first time, you may not know where to start, where to begin. There's so much information out there on the internet. Um, but if you can have a mentor someone to coach you through the publishing process, it makes it so much easier. Or if you connect with a publisher itself, um, that makes it easier as well. But if you're self-publishing, I would definitely recommend connecting with a mentor. Um, If you don't know where to start with that, uh, there is an app you can download for free. It's called Meetup. And I was able to uh, connect with public self-publishing groups and actually obtain a mentor who was able to help me towards the end of the process. That's awesome. Um, yes, that was a true blessing because I was praying. It was certain points throughout the process. It got so tedious. And I'm like, God, if this is what you want me to do, if, I was like, if this is what you want me to do, um, you know, please send people my way who can help me. Mm. Um, because the great thing about the internet, it's a lot of information out there, which mm-hmm. can be helpful. The challenging thing about the internet is a lot of information. (laughs) Right. So, um, so I got caught up in that, but, um, initially I was just researching a lot on Google, looking at a ton of YouTube videos. There's a lot of YouTube videos on how to self-publish. Um, I just got to the point in a process where I was researching several publishing companies and I was looking at the, the prices of the packages and I was like, don't want to pay this much and so I'm like well God dropped it in my spirit why won't you start your own publishing company and publish your own books and you keep all of the proceeds and the royalties and And I was like you know what God I was like you always come through for the girl you shouldn't have to pay to publish you know exactly especially your self-publishing they don't even help you with advertising and things of the nature that's really a vanity press when you have to pay to publish um they really should be like a self-publishing kind of company where they Mm -hmm. just help lead you to the process. But I don't, I think a lot of these companies out here, they are not keeping the royalty. So that's good. But there are you people are paying premium prices to put their book out there, but they also do provide editing and things of that nature. So um, that's so good. Um, What was the most challenging? um, You said you mentioned a lot of tedious processes. What was the most tedious part for you? So I would say, so one thing about me, (laughs) this is something that I'm working on, but my perspective is anything that I'm releasing out to others that have my name on it, I strive for perfection. 
So when it comes to the editing process, I mean, I did hire an editor, but in the back of my mind, I'm a perfectionist. So I kept reviewing my manuscript. I reviewed it at least about five or six, maybe seven times. And you're talking about well over a hundred pages. Um, so that was the tedious part. Um, but for anyone who's thinking about self-publishing, I would definitely recommend reviewing your manuscript a couple of times. Give yourself a mental brief from it and then come back to it. Because sometimes we think we are typing what we're thinking. And sometimes it can be completely different, the opposite. And you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't mean to say it like that. And you may find errors that you can correct later on down the road. So I definitely recommend that. But that was the most uh, tedious is the editing process, um, mm -hmm. going back and also doing research because I reference other auth authors as well and also obtaining their permission mm -hmm. um, you know, to use their works as well. That was kind of tedious. It took a couple of months of going back and forth and um, that yeah, type people of people don't know they need to do that. You can't just pull somebody's book. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good thing that you you did that that pre work. You, know, you can't just cite content in someone else's book. It's copywritten. Right. So exactly. Those, um, pro, uh, it's not like writing a research paper. You can just quote. It's not fair use. <laughs> exactly. And plagiarism is real. And that's one thing I learned since with this process is because you know when you're in graduate grad school you write in the dissertations you can just quote and and that's fine mm -hmm. but that's one of the things I learned through the self-publishing process you know I was doing my research you know about the whole fair use and I was like oh my goodness I need to get permission I was like let me go back and get that um but yeah that is so important especially if you do not want to set yourself up to be um sued later on down the road <laughs> that's definitely important yeah for sure um, so this has been such a good conversation. You've given us a lot to chew on and digest. As we think about what it means to thrive, what it means to have that courage to forgive and transform and to from, transform from things that have may have been very, very traumatic. You talked about living beyond the trauma. So tell me before we wrap up, Sharonda, I'd like for you to tell us what does it really mean when I say, girl, go global? You know, I believe that you're one of those global girls. You have taken the first step, meaning you've, you've been obedient to God. Mm -hmm. And then you've been obedient by telling your story. And now you are trying to help others by sharing your personal story of living beyond the trauma. So when I say what it, mean, what it means to go global, tell us what you think that means. So for me, that means go big, take off the limitations. There's no restrictions, get your story out there or whatever, you know, skill set and abilities God put in your heart to, to achieve, to accomplish, go out there and, and do it, you know? And I feel like, and this is a saying that we hear over and over again, if your dreams doesn't scare you, your dreams are not big enough. Mm. So your, and what I'm, I'll give you a prime example. Um, when I released this book, God had gave me a dream that like this book became a movie and I saw myself in a dream presenting this book to like Oprah and Tyler Perry and, and I woke up and I was like, God, okay, you kind of crazy God, <laughs> <laughs> like really like Tyler Perry, Oprah, how in the world am I going to get a hold of them? 
you know, and so then I started making the steps, you know, to, to reach out to their team and to reach out to them. And that's where I am in a process. I'm doing it kind of scared, but at the same time, it's like, go big, you know, why not? What do you have to leave? So I feel like a global girl is one who has the courage, even if she is doing it in fear, she's doing it in strength because she knows she has God behind her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, you're asking God for that vision as far as what he wants you to do with what you have and you run with it. J- just, just go with it. Mm-hmm. If, if you have to do it scared, go do it scared. If you have to do it alone and you don't have the support, guess what? Step out there by yourself and pray that God will give you support along the way, but just go big. That's what I, I feel like a global girl is. She's trying to go global world, worldwide. You know, she's trying to meet reach as many people as she possibly can amen so that's so good thank you so much Sharonda for joining me today what what can we expect from you next you've released your book just a few months ago what's next for your book what's next for you anything you want to share yeah so I'm so excited so right now I'm in the process so you were made to thrive is actually a series and I'm in a process of releasing the second book so the Fergus the first book focuses on, you know, giving that inspiration and and inspiring readers to reflect on how they can heal. The second book is actually a healing devotional guide. So whatever measures, you know, my readers are taking to heal, this devotional guide is going to give them the extra support that they need throughout that process. You know, I've heard some people say, well, I don't have the support like you had. I don't have close family I can rely on, friends I can rely on. As long as you have God and you're obedient to his voice and the Holy Spirit and you have a healing God in the word or a God of some sort to, to, you know, help you along the way, you're good. But I'm so mm-hmm. excited because this healing guide, it provides scripture. I've done a number uh, hours and hours and hours of research um, to provide data and scripture. And it's, it's actually amazing. Um, it's, it has like um, activities throughout the devotional guide where you can sit, reflect and jot down thoughts and prayers and, and ideas and is thought provoking on so many different levels. And I know we always see like healing gods. It's like millions of them. <laughs> Guys, this is not like your typical healing guy. And I'm not just saying this because I'm trying to like sell it. As I was writing this, I was like, dang, I wish I had something like this, you know, when I was going through my healing process. So I'm really excited about that. It's going to be released um, sometime in July. Yay. I'm not <laughs> sure the exact coming date up. yet. Yes, coming up. Um, either the mid or the end of July. Um, and you guys can um, follow me. I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Sharonda Anderson on Instagram is Sharonda underscore Anderson. Um, also, you can follow Oregon Ridge Publishing on Facebook and Instagram. Um, that's my publishing company. Of course, we release information about the book as well. So I'm really excited about that. That's so awesome, Sharonda. I want to thank you so much for joining me. This has been the Girl Go Global Community and Podcast, where faith and works are empowered. We are around here living a courageous life for which God created us. We are stepping into our power. We are fulfilling the destiny that God created us to. So would you please 
let us know how you enjoyed this episode and give us a review we'd love for you to subscribe global girl so don't forget to subscribe to stay abreast of all the content we're dropping talk to you soon girl go global